This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you in these troubling times. It's great to be with you in our first uh, brand new show of the new year, 2021. And it uh, comes at a time when it's really are most turbulent and in many ways distressing and disturbing in my lifetime, literally. So that'll obviously be the topic of our program today. Um, and I'll just be as honest as I can. And some of the honesty might be um, discouraging or depressing, and I hope it's not. But right now, we, I think we just need to to be honest with ourselves about where we are as a country and a nation, about where we are in terms of our freedoms, our constitutional liberties, even our our foundational principles, um, if we're going to be able to preserve those or not. And that's uh, what, what I'll be discussing. We hope to be joined by Representative Anthony Sabatini of Lake County uh, later in our program. Uh, but until we uh, hear from him, let's go ahead and share with you a little about my thoughts that are on my mind and my heart right now. First of all, I want to let you know how much I appreciate you. I appreciate your loyal listenership, some of you for many, many years. Um, literally over 20 years, our show went on the air. The very first show was December 31st, 1997. And some of you have been listening since those days. But whether you're a 23-year listener or a brand-new listener or somebody listening for the first time, I really appreciate the fact that you've joined us and want to do my best to have a good show for you. Before we go further, I want to let you know about, of course, our sponsors and our presenting sponsor, Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. We're telling you a little bit more about them a little bit later in our program. One thing I do want you to know about all of our sponsors, though, that you'll hear on our show is these are people that, like we do, they believe in freedom. They 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 believe in America. They understand our founding principles, and they are passionate believers in freedom and liberty, and passionate patriots for the United and supporters of our of the United States of America. And in fact, they're people who make our country work. People who are in small business. People who go out every day and earn a living. In many cases, they provide jobs for others. And those are the people that sponsor this show, and I'll share who they are with you right now. Of course, Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, Florida Door Solutions, Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, Sheeler Auto Repair, Network Sound and Video, and of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic. To start, and as I said, um, I don't really know how to put a, a positive shine on what's on my heart right now. So I'll just tell you the way I see it. And I, I think our our freedom and our liberty uh, as Americans is in jeopardy right now. And, you know, there are many different ways to respond to the events of the past week, the violence in the Capitol, the aftermath of the violence in the Capitol, the election being certified for Joe Biden and and Kamala Harris, Donald Trump uh, signing off on that, if you will, or you know, you know making a statement that that, that is is he 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 you know he's on board with a peaceful transition of power uh, to uh, Biden and Harris. Um, you know, I, I obviously the first thing that comes to mind is that the election was was obviously stolen, and I think obviously m- tens of millions of Americans see it that way. I mean, it, 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 it was obvious. It's almost like it was pretty much right out in the, in the open. And I th- and obviously there's an incredible amount of frustration on my part. And I know on your part and, you know, it's again, tens of millions of Americans, traditional Americans, people who believe in our constitution, our declaration, the values as expressed and espoused in our declaration of independence, that um, incredible frustration that not only, <laughs> We had widespread, um, you know, voter fraud, you know, you know illegal voting uh, on massive scales in at least six states that literally determined the out, changed the outcome of the election. 
it's bad enough that that would even happen, but then, you know, it's an, it's even more depressing and even more frustrating to see we apparently don't have systems in place to deal with that and to, um, you know, eradicate the fraud and, and the cheating. And, and we don't have systems in place. We don't have a, a, a way of going about ensuring a, a fair, uh, accurate presidential election. And so as a result, what we have is somebody who uh, is now in office, you know, very, most likely, um, um, and I would say that's an understatement, huge understatement, but most likely is in office now uh, because of uh, widespread uh, ir- uh, voter fraud and cheating. So obviously that's a depressing situation. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, it, it doesn't surprise me at all that people would react uh, in any appropriate ways, you know, as a result of that, uh, that kind of frustration that builds up there. I think, of, obviously, I think that people who violate the law, break the law, it's particularly when they break the law committing violence, should be arrested pro- and prosecuted and dealt with. Um, but, but it does not surprise me that, that we would have you know, violent situations um, as a result of, of you know, a, a a presidential election that's got widespread voter fraud, um, which actually determined the outcome most likely. One thing, and, and I'll just move on from there to talk about where we are at this moment and the, you know, the challenges that we face to maintain our liberty, to maintain the country that we've had for you know these over 230 plus years, uh, and to... Um, and to see to make sure that that's not dramatically changed uh, to something that's completely different, and I think that's we're on the brink of that right now. And to be to be even more depressing, I guess, or frustrating, I don't really see. I don't have any answers of how we're really going to do that. But in a way, that's okay because if if you really study history and if you look at history, most great achievements. Um, particularly historically, weren't necessarily the product of some you know massive game plan or some well thought out proactive game plan. They uh, basically were just the results of people following their passion, uh, doing what they they needed to do in the moment, and and you know with God's guiding hand. So I think it's okay if at this moment we don't um, have, well, gee, the answer to our problems is this, or gee, the way we're going to confront uh, the, you know, the Mar- a Marxist politically correct um, socialist takeover America are points one, two, three, and four, and five. And that's our strategy, and that's our game plan. I mean, I think it's okay if at this moment, now we will have, we'll need to have that game plan at some point, and, and, and hopefully sooner rather than later, but I do think it's okay that we don't have it right now. We just, but right now we do need to take a, a hard-eyed, cold, hard look at our assessment right now and where we are. And that's to me the first step with digging ourselves out and, and attempting to push back and attempting to maintain our freedom and our liberty. Um, but I'm just going to kind of enumerate more or less off the top of my head some of the major fundamental challenges that we've got now. And like I said before, it very possibly will be, <laughs> be discouraging. Um, First and foremost, you know, the biggest challenge that we've got from my perspective is that we are now living in an America where a huge number of people, and I would say at least close to half of the people, or at least close to the half of the people that vote, even vote legitimately, um, do not adhere to or accept or buy into or believe in traditional American values. The traditional American values that we espouse on this program that we cherish and respect so much, that you cherish and respect so much, you know, our fundamental constitutional principles, the foundational principles of our country, starting first and foremost with the acknowledgement of an all-powerful, omnipotent, benevolent God, and that is from his loving guidance and uh, omnipotence that we have our natural God-given rights and liberties, you know, the acknowledgement and the understanding that we have natural rights as to, of freedom, of, of liberty, to have liberty just because we exist, just because we're children of God. And, and those rights were uh, endowed by our Creator and bestowed by our Creator. 
Um, they weren't given by government. They weren't given by any institution of mankind. They are, they are inherent. They're God-given. They come from God. But, of course, in order to have God-given rights, well, you, first of all, you have to have a God. And so that's why religion is such an important foundational principle of our constitutional liberty and our constitutional republic, founded on the very first and most important bedrock belief that, yes, there is an omnipotent, benevolent God, and it is from him that we have our constitu- our, our liberties, our natural rights as free individuals, free men and women. Well, you remove God from the picture, and now, guess what? There are no natural rights. What do you mean you have rights? No, you don't. Who, you know, the government didn't give you those rights. Uh, you know, the United States of America didn't give you those rights. Soviet Union didn't give them to you, your local county government. So you don't have any. And, and that is why the left fights so hard and fights so tooth and nail to remove God and remove religion from our public square and, and out of any vestige of our society, particularly out of our um, history, um, is because once you remove God from the equation, you open the door for totalitarian government, for a society built on a situation where you no longer have free men and women, free individuals determining their own destiny determining their own government. Of course, as we all know, the way that American government works, our government was set up to work, is based on the consent of the governed. That was a revolutionary concept in 1776. It's a revolutionary concept now. But the sad point is that up until, I think, very recently, um, I would say the last decade or, or 10 years or so, most Americans believed in those foundational principles. Now, they might have been different political parties, might have had or, or did have, you know, significant political differences, lar- largely in terms of the size and scope of government, the size and scope of ta- taxes to fund the government, um, things like that. But, you know, it, it was only a few years ago that I that even most Democrats and people who define themselves as liberals um, – still believed in the United States of America, still believed in God-given rights and the concept of, of individual liberty and based on God-given rights, the concept of consent of the governed. Well, it, obviously, that's, that's out the window now, and we're, that's what we're going to talk about when we um, come back from our break. Before we go to break, of course, I want to give a shout-out to my guys over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know how, what a blessing it is for me to have a place where I can always go when there's anything wrong with my car, especially when I see that brake light or that engine light pop up. I want you to know about them, too. There's Sheeler Auto Repair located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's wonderful to be with you in these troubling, disturbing times. Probably, only well, I guess I can only speak for myself, and that these are certainly the depressing, discouraging days. I suspect that many of you feel the same way. I guess we can take heart in knowing that's just. We're not the only ones that have ever felt that way. I mean, let's think of the people that um, the previous generations of Americans who have had so many struggles and challenges as well and look at the courageous way that they per- persevered and, and dealt with those. But um, I'm sure they, they had a lot of pain along the way and um, there was a lot of discouragement and, and, and heartache along the way as well. The point is they continued to persevere and press ahead and, and press forward, put their faith in God and, um, and you know, it's turned out to be a, a wonderful blessing for America through various generations and numerous challenges um, to this point. Um, I mean, I can only imagine what it must have been like during the Revolutionary War, War period. I mean, I don't think most people really realize, and I didn't realize until I started reading a lot of books on my own uh, long after I had gotten out of school, was the tremendous odds that were against um you know, the colonials, our, our, our founding fathers and our founding generation, um, 
you know, just, just, um, that was, I mean, it was astronomical odds, basically. It, it's literally a miracle that they were able to, to, to gain independence and, and win the Revolutionary War. And in fact, uh, the more and more you read about it, and, and one great book I would encourage you to read is the book 1776, which documents the entire year. That's the, the whole book is just pretty much about that year, 1776, from January 1st to December 31st. And the extraordinary challenges that George Washington, the Continental Army faced, the, the country faced, Continental Congress, and um, just by sure force of will and perseverance and, and, and the hand of God on multiple occasions, were we able to just to survive the Continental Army and um, the, the country, if you will, hadn't even, um, that first year. So anyway, and of course, we've had World War II and even the Vietnam generation, Korea, so many difficult times we've had as a country, and we've always been able to persevere and actually uh, end up triumphing and, and, and you know, doing well and being better for it. So, you know, let's, I think it's reasonable for us to, to hope and pray at least and hope that, you know, we'll get through this current crisis in the same way. But, you know, without, uh, I'm not going to kid you. I mean, it's, it's, uh, looks, things look pretty, pretty bleak and pretty dark at this moment. And the reason that they do to me and the reason I just think the, the thing I feel led to do is share the, share my honest opinions about it. And yeah, I don't think, I don't think denial is going to help us at this point. Yeah, I don't think sugarcoating is going to help us at that point. We need to we need to realize uh, the degree and the magnitude of the problems that we've got. And I think that the the biggest problem is we have tremendous number of people, and I would say close to half of the population, um, that no longer believes in fundamental American values. <laughs> Does not believe in the fundamental principles the country was founded upon. Now, to look at it from a little bit more optimistic point of view, most um, scholars and people that that you know that are in the know um, supposedly about the the Revolutionary War and our colonial period, continental period, say that only about thirty percent of uh, the people were patriots and and wanted uh, you know to fight a war of independence and wanted to be a break away from Great Britain and start um, the United States of America. So you know, and apparently um, about 30% of the people wanted to remain loyal to Britain and about 30% of the people um, you know, were on the sense or undecided or didn't care. So, so it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. I guess if, if, if our numbers aren't, aren't, you know, <clears throat> overpowering, but, you know, but it's, 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 it's still a slap across the face because, the life I've lived in the in the America that, that I've lived in and we've lived in up until very, very recently, most, and I mean, I'm talking probably 90% from my unofficial estimation, 90%, maybe 95%, even more of people of all stripes, Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, whatever, um, liberals, conservatives, independents, moderates, whatever, at you know, b- believed in the fundamental core values as expressed by Thomas Jefferson in the in the Declaration of Independence and expressed in our Constitution, you know, starting with belief in our all-powerful God. This all-powerful God granted us our rights, our individual inherent natural rights of individual liberty to live as free men and women, um, freedom of speech. Freedom, you know, the, the, I mean, I think, you know, not too long ago, it seemed like virtually every American of all political stripes believed in basic freedom of speech. They believed that every individual had the right, the fundamental right to express your political views, express other views. Um, now, you know, the, the, and, many of our younger people, you know, and, and as we see, we're even seeing it in the halls of Congress now. No, I mean, there, there's an attitude and, and a philosophy that, no, if you disagree with me, you must be shouted down. And even in some cases, you must be uh, arrested and, and put in jail. No, you must be suppressed. No, we, we don't have debate. We don't have honest and open uh, people. You know, A large number of people do not want to have open and honest debate. Do they not want to have periodicals and television stations and radio talk shows uh, and um 
tweets and Facebook posts that disagree with, with their preconceived uh, worldview. And that's not Americanism. That That's totalitarianism. And you know, you know, obviously <clears throat> there are a lot of people now in this country that, that take that view, not the American view, not the freedom of speech view, not the constitutional First Amendment view. They take the Marxist view. I don't like what you say. Hey, what you said disagrees with me. You're, you're racist. You're, you're mean. You're evil. Um, you hurt my feelings. You must be sh- shouted down. You must be suppressed. You, you, you might need to go to jail. <laughs> you know, I, and I know many of you, as, as I'm saying that, you're kind of rolling your eyes and maybe even smirking. Um, but, but I'm telling you, there are a lot of people that see it that way now. And, and, and I would say possibly a majority of the people under 30 see it that way. That's a problem, <laughs> and it's a problem I don't quite know how to deal with. Um, and to give you a more specific answer, other than just to hunker down, pray, <laughs> and keep uh, you know trying to live as to do the best we can on a daily basis, and um, to a certain extent, we're just gonna have to put it in God's hand, do what we can do, and put it in God's hands. But um, just heard on the Charlie Kirk show last night, right here on the station, that there is now a congresswoman from Missouri, Democrat, of course, obviously. Um, who wants to expel fellow members of Congress who were you know, leading the effort to try to um, challenge the election and to try to examine the voter fraud and try to find out what the heck happened and uh, what, what, try to find out what the real vote was and you know, weed out all the you – know, identify and weed out all the illegal votes and fraudulent votes. Well, um, this Congress, Democrat congresswoman from Missouri want – for, for any of those people that are trying to find the truth, if you will, or or even, you know, just challenge the election, which is their constitutional right to do and their right as members of Congress to do. Well, this particular Democrat congresswoman from Missouri wants to have those people expelled. OK, so, I mean, that's a perfect example of what, I, what, what I'm trying to share with you right now. Uh, you know, the. the Millions of people now, and many of them in authority, many of them in powerful positions, members of Congress, elected officials, governors, I would say numerous members of liberal, uh, you know, leftist, um, activist leftist members of the judiciary um, do not believe in debate, open and honest debate. No, they believe in what they believe in, and they believe that what what. If you disagree with that, if I disagree with that, if we disagree with that, well, then you must be shouted down and suppressed at the least, the very least, maybe even put in jail. So that's the landscape that we're dealing with right now. Um, and that attitude, from what I understand, and I have not had firsthand experience with it, but you know, I just take a lot of cues from Dennis Prager, and I think he is a tremendous source of credibility and wisdom. And this is something that he has pretty much devoted his life to or a big part of his, his career, professional career over the past 10 plus years or so is an examination of academia, colleges and universities. And according to Dennis Prager, in fact, he's even written books and made a movie about it. The halls of academia in this country virtually exclusively with literally ex- exceptions that you could almost count on two hands or maybe even less than two hands. Virtually every college university in this country, even our you know various own dear old state U's, um, are, are basically controlled by Marxists and 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 are are, are bastions of, of Marxist philosophy and ideology, and practice it. Um, you know, no more you know free uh, freedom of expression. No more. This is a place where we expound, examine all views, and everybody has a right to express their views. No. It, it's there's a preconceived narrative, a preconceived agenda, politically correct, left wing, and if you don't go along with that, then you're 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 suppressed, shouted down, and, and in many cases even punished. And for, got an example about that. Saw this on Twitter last night. A fellow was uh, tweeting that he um, at the University of Alabama. Um, he's being – there's a petition going around by some of his fellow students to have him expelled from the University of Alabama because of his efforts to support President Trump and, and support the efforts to try to get to the bottom of what really happened in the election 
and challenge um, and confront the the alleged voter fraud that happened. Okay, well, because he's involved in this, you know, some of his wonderful fellow students not only want to allow, not only do not want to allow him to have his forum uh, and, and allow him to speak his piece and, and share his thoughts and his freedom of speech, they want to kick him out of the university. That's what we're dealing with. <clears throat> and needless to say, it's a huge challenge. Um, and then, you know, those are just two <laughs> brutal examples, but I think it's something that's, if you, you don't have to look very hard, you'll find examples uh, literally every day, uh, and usually multiple examples, especially if you're on any kind of a social media. Well, when we come back, <laughs> I've got more, I guess, depressing, you know, observations to share, and and <laughs> even more significant and depressingly than what we've been talking about is is the degree that now major institutions in our country Big tech, corporate America, which used to be a bastion of traditional Americanism, um, are now on the other side, if you will. They're going right along with this new um, you know, Marxist totalitarian bent. So we'll, we'll pick that up when we come back. Before we do, I want to give a shout out to my friends over to Popka Moore and Equipment Repair and let you know, you know while uh, the grass isn't growing as fast right now, of course, but it, there's still a great place to get your lawnmower tuned up or fixed if you've got repairs. They're great guys at Apopka Moore, and they're located at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail north of Apopka. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're a joy to be able to join you today during these troubling times. We're having an honest uh, discussion here, if you will, or sharing my honest thoughts right now, and they're not too uplifting. So, you know, I don't really know what else to do, but I think we do need to recognize the the problems and the challenges that we face if we're going to have a hope of uh, rectifying, solving, and, and dealing with them in a, in, a, in a positive way, triumphing, overcoming. And by triumphing and overcoming, what I mean is is to to continue or to to have the freedoms, the constitutional freedoms and liberties that we have enjoyed to this point. Because that's, I think um, you know, they are definitely um, our constitutional liberties, our way of life, if you will, is definitely threatened and in jeopardy right now with the certainly the the mentality and the attitude of certainly um, the leaders of the Democrat Party. There's no way to put it. the The attitude of of people in um, across the board in powerful positions in our country, not just uh, you know a few or or, or or not so few Democrat elected officials or even judges. I'm talking about now. What we're talking, what we're seeing now, is that corporate America has gone over to the left wing side, if you will. Um, in fact, there was a um, report yesterday to give another example: is that some of the extreme pressure was put on some of the members of the Senate who were, you know, fighting the challenge, going to support uh, the effort to try to confront the alleged voter fraud to get to the bottom of what happened in the election to 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 not certify the election for for Joe Biden um and and Kamala Harris uh, until you know more facts were found out and it was you know they could get a better handle on whether it was legitimate or not to you know try to get to the truth if you will um you know, anyway that that pressure was tremendous pressure was put on them by corporate america various CEOs and major corporations um, who give who who you know give tremendous uh, campaign contributions and who uh, who are are highly significant in the amount of money they give to either individual campaigns or to uh, the party in general or, or and so forth. So that's an example. Of what I'm talking about is the fact that whereas you know pretty much for the entire um, history of the country. Our, our business community, if you will, corporate America, if you will, um, was solidly in line with traditional American values. You know, corporate America, including Hollywood, 
um, w- w- made a t- tremendous corp- um, contribution during World War II, uh, retooling factories, uh, you know, shutting down production of their p- specific goods and retooling their factories so they could help produce uh, you know, materials needed for war or, or uh, things needed by the, by the civilians uh, on the home front. Um, you know, just massive um, support across the board uh, for the American cause and for our, our war effort in World War II. And uh, that kind of gung-ho spirit's pretty much been there in support of, quote-unquote, America, uh, you know, during the entire country's history. Well, that now now, pretty much the leaders, uh, the, the Fortune 500 types, if you will, not limited to the Fortune 500, of course, but corporate America, I'll just use that broad brush term, are now increasingly, if not full-fledged, over on the side of the uh, the political correct crowd, uh, the totalitarian Marxist type of crowd, socialist crowd. And then there are reasons for that which I won't get into. Um, and, and we're witnessing that in the lockdowns. And probably the biggest reason, and we all have to be honest, I mean, corporations are not altruistic institutions. They're not... They're not there to do good. They're not charitable organizations. Um, they're there to make a profit. So, you know, for better or for worse, <laughs> up until, you know, I guess now, corporate America saw the best way to make a profit was to be in line with traditional American values, <laughs> was to go, you know, sing the tune that, uh, you know, patriotic Americans were singing, um, be supportive of traditional American values, and they understood that that having a healthy country, a healthy free country, was 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 good for business, if you will, um, good for their bottom line. Well, now obviously <laughs> they they think that um, taking the politically correct position, taking the the socialist leaning position, whatever you want to call it, um, the woke position, um, that's what's good for business for them now. And a lot of it has to do with the globalization of the economy. A lot of it has to do with the fact that many of them uh, have tr- have strong financial interest in China. Um, I'm just saying this; these are all situations that were challenges that we're dealing with now. And we just need to 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 to, to take a hard look at them. And even though they're they're very uh, it's, it's difficult and it's it's painful to take that hard look. But the point is, one more problem that we've got is now corporate America, which had always been kind of part of the uh, um, the stalwart, if you will, part of the, the bulwark of, of reinforcing traditional American values, patriotism, uh, freedom of religion, all of our, our core values, freedom, liberty, um, now are, 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 are drifting over or have drifted over maybe to the other side, to the to the more Marxist point of view, the more socialist point of view, they're on the other side now, um, and they bring a, a tremendous amount of power and and uh, resources, um, you know, into the fray with them. Um, and then I think the biggest problem I think I've said the biggest problem with everything that I've mentioned today, but really the biggest problem, other than drifting away from God. And that's been pretty obvious, and that's something nobody really talks too much about either. Um, you know, once I get back to the core problem we've got is that was summed up by by Ronald Reagan as he did so brilliantly, and you know, in so many occasions, was a, a great quote from Ronald Reagan where he said, "The day that America ceases to be one nation under God will be the will be the day we become one nation gone under." Well, I mean, are, are we really one nation under God? I mean, I mean, are we really even a a nation right now that that God even wants to you know <laughs> you know, um, to save, if you will, or, or bless? Um, you know, that's we've been trending away from God for for for, for decades, really. Um, uh, so anyway, that's that's one more thing to think about as well. But I I firmly you know I think Ronald <laughs> Reagan just. Uh, Really got it right and was was really wise there, but I I, I firmly believe that the, the, the day that we you know, totally cease to become cease to be one nation under God will be the day that we begin to be one nation gone under, and um, so that's one more thing to think about. But back to the uh, the challenges we're facing is the 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 way the mainstream media has evolved. The so-called mainstream media has evolved. 
And I think it, this is something that's, I think, completely unexpected. And this is one another thing that Dennis Prager talks a lot about, um, and and you know it, it shares a tremendous amount of wisdom. Is the fact that in a a free country, a free society, which we have been up to, up until now, um, and we still are at the moment. Um, the so-called free press, the whole point of the First Amendment was so that you wouldn't have a monolithic media, so that you wouldn't have a quote-unquote state media, if you will, or um, and that's not exactly the right word because we don't have a state media now, but so that you wouldn't have a so-called media um, and of course, they used different word back in their days. Back in those days, it was pamphleteers and you know town criers and people making speeches on the stump and things like that. You know, gatherings in the in the taverns and the pubs, but that it wouldn't be monolithic. That that you know everybody would have their voice. Everybody would have their own little pamphlet or their own. The guy with the printing press would have his 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 uh, little paper, um, and 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 they would have conflicting views. It would. It was a true competition in the marketplace of ideas. That was a founding founding philosophy of having a free press. Is the marketplace of ideas, and then everybody would compete. You, know, I would share my thoughts. The the liberal guy would share his thoughts. The leftist would share their thoughts. The socialist, the the conservative, the the religious conservative, the the ministers, the the atheist. You know, every the agnostics. Everybody would get out there and um, share their thoughts, and 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 the, and um, you know the policy or or, or w- would come from um, evolve from whoever competed best uh, and whichever ideas were, were best and 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 most wise and and best for the society. Well, once again, that, that's of course, um, and that was the whole concept behind the First Amendment, freedom of speech. Well, and of course, the Marxist view is exactly the opposite. The totalitarian view is exactly the opposite. And before Marx ever came along, um, you know the the monarchical, the monarchy <laughs> uh, view was exactly the opposite. Uh, the total, I'll just use the word totalitarian because that's all encompassing. Whether it's uh, King George the Third or whether it's um, you know Karl Marx or Soviet Russia or or communist China, um, you know they are they're all in this, uh, Nazi Germany. You know they're on this <laughs> certainly the antithesis of freedom of individual liberty. Free market economics, they want control, power and control by a tiny handful of elites. And that philosophy now is, is, is pervasive uh, in our country, and it's pervasive and strongly held by numerous powerful institutions um, at the forefront is our so-called media. And to me, this is, 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 is just a challenge that I, I think a lot of people aren't really grasping. We've got to take a break here in just a minute, and I'll, I'll pick it up um, when we come back, is the power that this left-wing media, that we, monolithic left-wing media that we have now, um, is, is, is wielding in our society. Because I know personally people, good, decent people, um, to a certain extent, you know, uh, patriotic Americans, um, who just sit there and listen to CNN or MSNBC day all day, or the main, any mainstream media source, uh, the print media? They read what they get now from from the the big tech news. You know, Apple's got news, Microsoft's got news, you know, Yahoo has news. If you've got an email account, you're getting peppered, inundated with news, so-called news accounts, reports from these big tech companies, and guess what? They're all heavily left wing. Well, so a lot of people don't realize it's slanted. A lot of people just take that. They think it's legitimate objective news and they, and they buy it lock, stock and barrel. And I think a lot of people who are lesser informed and lesser informed people vote too. And in fact, many cases, lesser informed people are the ones that determine the outcome of elections. I would say overwhelmingly, the lesser informed people are being brainwashed and manipulated by this monolithic left wing media that we've got now. And that's where we'll pick up when we come back. I want to give a shout-out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and let you know that, once again, in 2020, they were voted Best Chiropractor. So if you're in pain, I encourage you 
to get over to see Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Room Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you in these turbulent times. You know, in fact, it's actually during difficult and distressing and turbulent times that really makes me appreciate the show and the opportunity to get with you and, and appreciate you, the opportunity to to spend this time with you every week uh, even more than I normally do. And I want you to know that I really appreciate you joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. And you know, if you're just tuning in, hate to break it to you, but just kind of <clears throat> sharing my what's on my heart and my mind about where we are at this, at this moment in American history and in our lives and in the, in the life of our country. And I can't help but be um, you know pessimistic. Um, and I'm pessimistic might be... Well, it's certainly accurate, but essentially what we've been doing and we'll do here for the to the remainder of the show is I'm sharing with you some of the enormous challenges that we face, problems. And I don't usually like to use the word problem, but sometimes you have to, and, and we've got problems. And 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 they're, 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 they have a tremendous magnitude. And the, the core of it is, is what we're what we're witnessing is there are there's certainly a very high percentage of citizens in our country obviously based on the outcome of the elections we've been having uh, and not just the presidential election um, that do no longer believe in um, and and accept and buy into the um, basic American values our basic constitutional values and the basic values expressed by Thomas Jefferson in the in the Declaration of Independence, starting with our belief in and our our um, fealty to an omnipotent God, to Almighty God, and then the acknowledging and understanding understanding that our individual rights, our our natural rights. As citizens, our natural rights as free men and women come from that omnipotent, all-powerful, benevolent God. And that's why we don't need to have government give us rights or allow us to have rights. Uh, we have rights that came from God. And that's and then we're the ones that set up the government. We're the ones who tell the government what to do. The system's based on the consent of the governed. Now, so America's built upon, founded upon the, the concept of consent of the governed. We're the ones who determine. We're the ones in control. Government doesn't tell us. We tell the government uh, v- via our constitutional democratic republic. Um, well, you know, up until I think very recently, and I would say maybe the last five or ten years, um, most Americans, and I would say the overwhelming majority of Americans, certainly the overwhelming majority, if not virtually all of American institutions, by institutions, I mean corporate America, the media, sports, um, this, etc. Uh, um, have have bought into <laughs> and accepted and believed in uh, th- those principles, that basic principles espoused in the Declaration of Independence. The believe in the First Amendment, First Amendment rights of freedom of speech, First Amendment rights of freedom of the press, First Amendment right of freedom of religion. Well. I think now, you know, and of course, the, the liberal side, if you will, for lack of a better term, has been chipping away at all of those <clears throat> for decades now, primarily through the courts. But but now I think we've got full-blown coming out and people, especially younger people, no other way to put it, um, who I think largely have been indoctrinated in their college, public school system and, and, and colleges and universities, and not to mention, let's not neglect big tech, uh, I think uh, I don't. I think you know, people of our generation <laughs> um, don't really realize the impact and the influence of technology. The big tech companies, Twitter, Facebook, um, 
just what, what people see on the internet now, uh, young people, uh, people of all of all ages, but especially young people, um, th- and the the influence and the impact, the power of that um, uh, on shaping public opinion, shaping the the values of of individual people, especially young ones. So we're at a point now where I think huge numbers of Americans, individual Americans, I think this is borne out by elections. Uh, I would say maybe close to half um, of the country. And that might be an optimistic view. <laughs> um, just flat out don't believe in the Declaration of Independence principles. Don't even believe in our Bill of Rights or many of the things espoused in the Bill of Rights. Uh, don't believe in individual liberty. Don't believe in freedom of speech. Don't believe in freedom of religion. I think the government needs to control that. Um, hey, if you don't believe what I believe, no, you, no, you don't have a right to say anything. Uh, in fact, you might even need to be put in jail. Uh, <laughs> I think that 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 position. Uh, is held now by about half the country. And making it even worse, I think it's held now by, as we're seeing on a daily basis, most of the major institutions in the country, including big tech. And, you know, just look at the influence that Twitter has and look how many people have become accustomed to being on Twitter and sharing uh, um, information and getting their their message out via Twitter. I'm one of them. Uh, Facebook, Microsoft, Apple, you know, all these big tech companies are, are are on the left wing side, to put it gently, and they also have tremendous relationships with China as well. In fact, I go so far as to say, it appears to be. I mean, put it this way: it certainly appears that they have more of a stronger allegiance to China, communist China, or at least they're they're malleable. Uh, they certainly don't push back against um, the totalitarian policies of communist China, and they seem to have more of an allegiance to, to, to China than they do to the United States of America. Uh, these are new phenomena, and um, you know, there are challenges. You know, we, every generation of Americans obviously has their challenge, some more than others. World War II generation had more than their share, the Depression generation. Um, of course, our, our founders, the colonial generation, the Revolutionary War, um, various others as well, but our challenge is is this, is the fact that we've got major institutions now, corporate America, the Fortune 500 crowd, most of them, uh, NFL, obviously the sports leagues, NFL, NBA, uh, who are no longer uh, bastions and bulwarks of traditional American values and who, who um, – you enjoy having a patriotic expression and, and respect and revere the American flag. No, they've thrown in with the woke crowd now. So, um, but but getting back to you know academia, lost academia decades ago, and I think that's a central part of the problem. Public school system controlled by the left. Uh, all facets, virtually all facets of the media, except for um, little pockets like like our stations here on Salem Media Group and. Conservative talk radio and a few publications, uh, pretty much uh, mainstream media's you know monolithically uh, left wing. Um, so anyway, these are the challenges that we face. Uh, and I always hate to be that person who comes up with a bunch of problems uh, without any solutions, but that's flat out don't have the solution. So, but but it's okay as I said before because you know most of the major conflicts problems that we've overcome as a nation. You know, the, the people, the leaders then didn't have the um, um, answers then either. I'm, I'm sure George Washington didn't have the game plan of how to defeat the British, you know, when he accepted the the role of commander in chief of the Continental Army in 1776. You know, he, he just knew he was going to do the best he could every single day and um, and, and let God and put his faith in God and see where that led. Uh, so that that's one thing I guess we can find encouraging. We don't have to have the answer right now. But we do need to to realize we're going we're we're in room for a fight to preserve our way of life, um, and then just to finish up briefly is about the, uh, and I think the the at this moment the biggest problem and I I think there are, would be some solutions here, is the monolithic nature of the mainstream media and how it's monolithically left wing and I don't know I I need to learn more I, how did it evolve that way because in a so called freedom of press. And, you know, it's not supposed to evolve that way. It's supposed to be diverse. Well, it's not diverse. So, I mean, our, our mainstream media is, is basically the equivalent of, of, of Pravda was to the Soviet Union. It, it literally is. 
it's narrative journalism, and it's not not only not 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 totally truthful, and, and not only is it not only biased, um, it's getting to the point now where a lot of what you hear in the mainstream media is just flat out lies and 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 uh, distortions and flat out not the truth. Um, so, and the thing is, millions of Americans, decent Americans. Americans that would normally that would be on our side, if you will, and 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 understand freedom and want to have freedom, um, are being brainwashed by it, uh, being brainwashed by all this left wing um, monolithic media. So, I guess, and that's the way I'll <laughs> you know, wrap things up here in our final moments. Is that one thing that I that I think that we do need to do, and again, I think it's something that's achievable, is to figure out a way to get. To, to make to break through this left wing monolith of the mainstream media. Now, Fox News played a good role there for a while, but even they were greatly in the minority. But, the, but they were a powerful, powerful player. Sadly, now they're drifting at least to the middle, uh, if not worse. So, you know, throwing in with the elites. So, and I don't know the background behind that. I, other than I do think that, or I know that Roger Ailes, who, who was the driving force behind the success of it was the driving force also behind the, the conservative content. And of course, when he, when he, I guess got kicked out and then died shortly thereafter, I kind of expected it would, um, it would, uh, you know, get worse if you will, or trend back to the middle and trend left. And that's exactly what's been happening. But, um, we, somebody out there, <laughs> and I'm going to do my part as well, needs to try to figure out how we're going to get more truthful, and I'm just, I'm not even saying slanted from conservative point of view. I'm just truthful, legitimate news sources, information sources into the mainstream media in all aspects, all platforms. Because the fact that it's so monolithically left wing right now, I think is a major part of our problem. Um, if people are getting brainwashed, young people are getting brainwashed at an early age. And um, you know, they're, they're the ones voting, uh, voting for people that make these elections close, make them close enough to steal. And I would hope that uh, going forward, I would love to see uh, Donald Trump get, uh, devote his efforts to something like that. You know, we all know the, you know the kind of abilities that he has, the abilities to be achieve and achieve greatly and accomplish things and be successful. So, I would like love to see President Trump put some time, effort, and energy into uh, how to develop um, a, a media, you know, conglomerate, if you will, multimedia, uh, including big tech, everything, um, television everything um, that, that presents accurate, <laughs> accurate news for the American people um, that, that, you know, believes in America. Uh, uh, so anyway, those are my thoughts. I, you know, sorry if it's been a depressing show, but I, I feel it's necessary to, to share and to identify where we are now. And with, of course, the, the, the mission to go forward, the mission to put our faith in God, to, to put our destinies and our faith in his hands, but also to do the things that we need to do as well. And um, the, the best advice that I could give and what I'm going to try to do on, on my end, strive to do on my end, is, is to push back against it, identify encroaching um, Marxism and totalitarianism on our liberties and, and to push back against it. Well, friends, it's been wonderful. To, to Thank you for joining us today on our first program of the year on The Roger Franklin Williams Show, and hope you'll have a wonderful day and week. <laughs> 